We are on Exubis, the bottom of Nunches Amabez 58b, by the two dots. And the Gemara continues the second half of our Mishnah. Again, our Mishnah is discussing what kind of uh, ownership does, uh, potential ownership does a husband have over uh, his wife's earnings. And the first half of the Mishnah we already discussed in the last class. The first half of the Mishnah uh, was discussing the fact that if uh, he wants to designate her earnings as hektish, as belonging to the base of Migdash, to donate it to the temple, uh, so then it doesn't work. She gets to keep it. And the Gemara was trying to figure out why that is so, especially since we know that uh, on a rabbinic level there is an idea that uh, her earnings are, gi- are given to him and he has a responsibility to uh, provide sustenance to her. And so the Gemara gave a few different possibilities. Number one, it might be that um, she has the ability to say uh, she doesn't she doesn't want this deal. She can, she wants to provide for herself, and she has uh, and, and and her earnings will not go to her husband. She has the ability to do that, according to some. It could be that the case of our Mishnah also is a case where uh, the husband doesn't have the ability to provide. If the husband doesn't have the ability to provide, so then certainly. Uh, she does not have to give, the wife would not have to give her earnings to her husband. Okay, the Gemara now will be discussing, well, what about, uh, essentially, what about any extra, um, anything extra? Uh, So anything extra can be viewed as the, there's a base level amount that uh, when she works, uh, her earnings is given to her husband. But then what happens if she uh, makes more than that? She goes above and beyond that. And, and how much that is will be discussed in the coming weeks. Um, but what happens if she goes above and beyond that? And the, and the husband wants to designate that as well towards the temple. Would that work? Would that not work? Um, and part of the discussion is, uh, does he receive it? And if he does receive it, so then why does he receive that extra amount? What is it uh, in place of? So we will see that there are two opinions about this. Before we see the Gemara inside, it's a little bit of a complicated Gemara. But there's one opinion, the opinion of Rav and Shmuel. They are of the, they are of the opinion that in the Mishnah, uh, the cases where the husband is uh, saying that uh, her earnings above and beyond however much uh, is the base level, uh, when the husband designates that towards the temple, towards the base of Mikdash, so it won't take place right away. Rav and Shmuel say it won't take place right away. Um, he does not have the ability to do, to do that. Uh, let's say because uh, it's a situation where he doesn't have the ability to provide, or let's say it's a situation where uh, she makes it. She says that she doesn't want this uh, this deal where her earnings go to her husband. It, it won't take place right away. However, Rav and Shmuel they they both agree that within the Mishnah says within Rav Meir it does belong to Hektish. It does belong to the temple. After, let's say, it's a situation where after the wife passes away. After the wife passes away, the husband inherits uh, what she made. Her earnings are then given to her husband. Even if she says that she doesn't want her earnings to go to her husband, but uh, after she passes away, so then the husband inherits. So the husband could say right now, during the marriage itself, essentially, that anything that she makes, it's true that it's not his right now, depending on the circumstance. It's not his right now, but he could say that I want it to be given over to the temple when she passes away. It won't become mine. I want it I want to donate it to the temple, to the base of Mikdash. 
and Rav and Shmuel, they both say, according to Rameir, that works. Why does that work? Because even though it doesn't exist yet, you would think that maybe it doesn't work. In fact, the opposing opinion, Rabbi Yochanan Sandler, says that it doesn't work because uh, since it's not his yet, he doesn't have the ability. There are certain rules about when a person could perform certain transactions. When, the, when could a person donate it to the temple? And Rabbi Yochanan Sandler will say that since it's not his yet, it's Dabr Shalom doesn't exist yet, so then he doesn't have the ability to do that right now, even for the future, because it's not around yet. She, doesn't, she didn't make the money yet. Rameer argues, Rameer says that no, the husband could designate it for the future. He could designate it for the future um, uh, after she passes away and he gets it and he receives it, even though it doesn't exist yet. It's not, it's not in her hands yet. She didn't receive her earnings yet. She hasn't worked yet. Rameer is of the opinion that uh, a person can be maktish, a person can designate towards the temple, even though it doesn't exist yet. That, that is the position of Rav Meir. Now, so it ends up being that there's a very interesting dispute here between Rav Meir and Rabbi Yochan Sandalar. Essentially, could a person, not just in our case, but in general, may, can a person designate uh, something towards the temple, even though it's not currently in their possession? It's not currently in their possession. It might be in their possession in the future, but could they do that or they cannot do that? Uh, what would this argument depend upon uh, is, is discussed and debated amongst uh, the uh, achronim, amongst the later commentators, whether it's about uh, a person not really serious about it. If they don't have it yet, so then maybe they're not serious about it. We can't take them seriously. Perhaps that's the reason why it doesn't work, or perhaps the reason is because just there, there's a system of when a person can perform a transaction. And if they don't own it yet, so then they can't perform a transaction. There's certain laws... Uh, that, that uh, govern uh, transactions and how transactions work. Okay, that's all one approach that we will see in the Gemara. That's all one approach. The second approach says that no, this has nothing to do with uh, what happens when she passes away and the husband inherits uh, her earnings. No, that's not what we're talking about. It says the second opinion. That's what the first opinion said, Robin Shmuel. But the second opinion says that no, what we're discussing here is during her lifetime. During her lifetime, but what we're discussing is the extra amount that she makes also goes to her husband. It goes to her husband, uh, but we'll see that according to this opinion, we'll just say this outside first, but according to this opinion, uh, the extra earnings, there's not just the base level, but the extra earnings, that is because uh, that goes to the husband because the husband has to provide sustenance to her. Um, provide sustenance to her. The base amount is not because of the sustenance. The base amount is um, is because of uh, that. The base amount of, of her earnings goes to her husband uh, because the husband is is also giving uh, some additional amount of, of money uh, to his wife on a consistent basis, but not because of the sustenance, but for some other for some other uh, reason. And then the amount that goes above and beyond is in place of sustenance, and therefore. Um, he will be of the opinion that the the above the amount, uh, uh, the the extra amount will be given to her husband because the husband is providing sustenance. Uh, there, there, that 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 deal is taking place. The assumption is that deal is taking place. Since that deal is taking place, again, this is all according to the second opinion. Therefore, the husband has the ability to designate it for the base of Megdish, to the temple, because he's receiving it. He is currently receiving it. According to the first opinion, it's really all about uh, could a person. Uh, designate something to the temple when they don't have it yet. It's very simple. It's a dispute. Rameir says yes. Rabbi Yochanan Sandler says no. According to the second opinion, it gets a bit more complicated about what exactly is the case. 
And essentially the cases where he's of the opinion, he argues on, on our assumption from the last class, and he says that uh, the earnings are given to the husband not because of the sustenance that's, uh, that's uh, reciprocated, but it's for some other amount that the husband's giving. And really the amount of the, her earnings which goes above and beyond the base amount, that is in place of sustenance, and therefore the husband would receive that assuming that he's providing sustenance. So let's see, I'll see all this inside. Amos Kadosh. When Rameyer says that it is hectic, again in the Mishnah, whatever this case is, it's a dispute between Rameyer and Rebilchan Sandler. Rameyer says it's hectic. So what's the case? So the first opinion, as we mentioned in the intro, If it's anything that the husband inherits after her death, uh, it becomes Kadosh, according to Rameyer, because a person can be Makdush, can designate to the temple, even though it's not theirs yet, it'll be theirs later on. Kadosh have, uh, Kadosh have, uh, sorry, Moser Mechaim Kadosh, Ravad says that, no, even while she's alive, the Gemara will explain why, but even while she's alive, the mayor is of the opinion that the husband can, in fact, designate it towards the base of Megdash, towards the temple. So, Hava Bar Rupapa Bamai. Rupapa asks, what is our case? What exactly is the case asks for Papa? This is a stage before the way we explained it in the introduction, which is really based on the conclusion. But uh, Papa wants to know, what are we talking about? If the husband is providing for both um, the sustenance to his wife and also giving her a certain amount uh, on a consistent basis for her own personal needs, besides for, for sustenance. So then, everybody should agree that the husband has the ability to designate it for the temple because he receives the earnings, and he receives also the amount that's above the regular earnings. That's given to the husband, and he should be able to designate it as something for the temple because he receives it right away. And if he doesn't have the ability, if he doesn't have the ability, so then everybody should agree that it doesn't take place right away. And then maybe it applies... Uh, after her death because then the husband receives it later on but at this very point in time if he's not providing for her if he's not providing for her so then everybody should agree that it, he doesn't have the ability to designate it to the to the temple to the basement dash so answers the Gemara what's the case that we're talking about Moving on to the Testament Alf, 59a. Essentially says the Gemara that the case is as follows. The case is where the husband is able to provide for sustenance to his wife, but he's not able to provide for that uh, additional amount of money that he's supposed to give on a consistent basis. He can't provide for that, but he can provide sustenance. What's the argument about? Rav and Shmuel. How do Rav and Shmuel understand the Mishnah when Rameir says that it, in fact it could be designated to the temple? They say it's only after she dies. Why? Because if she's alive, he doesn't get it. Why doesn't he get it? Because Rav and Shmuel, they're of the opinion that when does he receive, when does the, the husband receive uh, the extra amount of, of her earnings? That's only when the husband is also providing for uh, paying a consistent amount outside of the sustenance, but a consistent amount. He's not doing that right now. If he's not doing it right now, that's, that's how he explained the case of Mishnah. He's not doing it right now. If he's not doing it right now, he also doesn't receive these earnings, which are above and beyond. Uh, if he's providing uh, for sustenance, so then he'll be able 
to designate the base amount of her earnings towards hektish, towards the temple, because then he is receiving it. Um, so it all depends on whether he's receiving it or not. But Rav and Shmuel, they're of the opinion that the way this rabbinic decree works is that sustenance, the husband provides sustenance, and therefore he receives the wife's basic earnings. And then above and beyond that, if the husband provides uh, a basic amount, a consistent amount towards his wife, so then the wife's extra earnings are also given to the husband. Uh, that is the opinion of Rav and Shmuel. However, the second opinion, Rav Adabarahava flips it. And he says that no. When the husband provides sustenance towards his wife, so then he receives in return the above and beyond, the earnings which are above and beyond the base amount. And therefore in our case, the way we establish our case is where he is providing sustenance. Therefore the husband does receive that Mosar, the increased amount, above and beyond. And therefore he has the ability, uh, according to mayor, to designate this for hektish. However, says Rav Adabrahava, when it comes to the base amount of her earnings, the reason why the husband receives that is because he's giving her uh, a separate amount, a consistent amount, nothing to do with sustenance, but for her, her own personal needs. And that he's not, he's, not applying, he's not providing that in this case. That's what the Gemara said. He's not providing that in this case. If he's not providing that in this case, then he has no ability to receive her base level earnings. And therefore, he doesn't have an ability to designate it towards the temple. So that, that part was uh, a bit complicated to understand within each opinion. But at the end of the day, according to the first opinion... The reason why Mayor says that it's hectic, that it belongs to the temple, is because right now it does not belong to the temple. Uh, right now the husband does not receive the extra amount. However, after his wife passes away, so then he could, he could designate it from now, from while she's alive, that when she passes away and I receive um, her earnings, uh, I just inherit it, so then I want to designate it to the temple. According to Mayor, that works, because a person could designate something to the temple they can perform transactions even though they don't have it yet and it's not in the world yet she didn't receive her earnings yet he still has the ability to do that that's the first opinion the second opinion basically it's a, it's a bit complicated but according to the second opinion the way we have these decrees of, of these rabbinic decrees of what does the husband receive and what does the wife receive uh, and how are they helping each other out so according to Ravada Barahava it's really flipped from the way we understood it and that really the extra earnings the husband receives because he's providing sustenance. In this case, he is providing sustenance, and so therefore he receives the extra earnings and therefore can designate it even while she's alive to the temple. The Gemara wants to know, what exactly are they arguing about? The rabbinic decree, do we say, what, 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 what exactly is this argument that uh, are the, the sustenance, because he provides sustenance, therefore he receives the regular amount of the earnings or he receives above the regular amount of the earnings? Why, why, what are they arguing about? So says the Gemara, Marisavar midi dishchiach, midi dishchiach, Marisavar midi dekayitz, midi dekayitz. Essentially, according to uh, the first opinion, according to Rav and Shmuel, the reason why when the husband provides sustenance, he receives back her earnings, her basic earnings, not her extra earnings, but her basic earnings, because we want to have it that it uh, there's this uh, transfer of of earnings and of funds. Uh, from the husband to the wife and from the wife to the husband of things that are common. It's common. It's necessary. It's, uh, the, the wife needs food every day. She also works every day, let's say. So the wife would then provide that towards the husband. We want it to be that which is more common uh, is reciprocated by that which is more common. According to the second opinion of Rav Brahava, he says, no, what's the, really the determining factor? We'll say that the um, the uh, 
extra amount, sorry, the, the, the base amount of how much she earns is, is uh, reciprocated by the, the, consistent, um, the consistent amount uh, that he's supposed to, that he's supposed to uh, give her. Not for sustenance, but the consistent amount that he's supposed to give her for other, um, for other things, for other needs that she has. Why does he say that, that it works like that? Because he wants it to be that anything with a fixed amount should be reciprocated by a fixed amount. Both are fixed amounts. How much he earns is a fixed amount. We know exactly how much. Uh, the fact that he'll give a consistent amount, a ma'akesef, a specific a consistent amount, that's also um, that's also specific, and it's uh, we know exactly it's a fixed amount. How so? We want that to be parallel, as opposed to the sustenance that's not fixed. It's not a fixed amount. It all depends. It depends on uh, whether they're they they're eating from the same uh, from the same food it makes it cheaper or the price value could always change in the market so that's not that's not a fixed amount and so therefore the sustenance and also how much she earns above and beyond the base amount that's also not fixed no nobody knows how much she'll make so therefore there's this dispute about exactly how this rabbinic decree works so says the gemara says the gemara mesave we have the following question According to the second opinion, the Brisa says that the sustenance is in place of the basic amount of her earnings. So we have to change it. It doesn't mean the actual earnings. It means the, the extra earnings. So then the Gemara says, Tashma, Mishkal This Brisa, the Gemara quotes a Brisa that sounds like a support to the second opinion. Why? The Brisa says that if the husband does not give the set amount for her needs, not for sustenance, but for her needs, so then he does not receive her um, her earnings. So that sounds like uh, the earnings are uh, parallel to um, are parallel to the. Ma uh, kesef to the to the specific consistent amounts, not to do with sustenance. So the Gemara says, no, you really have to interpret it as referring to the Mosar Maiseyadeha, the extra amount of her earnings. The Gemara questions that by saying, what are you talking about? But the Bryson continues. What happens? Essentially, the Bryson continues and says, well, how much is it? And it gives a specific amount. So it sounds like for her earnings, it's, it's the base level, the specific amount. So Gemara says, no, there's no proof from there. It's not a proof because uh, the reason why we need to know what the, what the base amount is is because from the base amount, we could then subtract that amount to see what the extra is. At the end of the day, uh, there's, there's no proof either way, but we have this dispute here exact, with regards to exactly how was the rabbinic decree made. Was this, did the sustenance, was it reciprocated by the base amount? Of her uh, of her earnings, or is it does she does the husband then receive the extra earnings, the above the base amount? So that is a dispute, uh, but that is uh, the dispute about how to understand that one line in our Mishnah. In the next class, we'll move on uh, to really focus on the opinion that we follow, who we haven't focused on, but Rabbi Yochanan Sandler. We'll focus on that opinion and discuss some uh, very interesting topics.